So hello and welcome to the Natural Choice Podcast. I'm your host, Kaylee Hendrickson, and today I am sitting down with Deanna Markin. So Deanna, what is your actual official title? Official title, I am a registered nurse and actually a certified childbirth educator. Awesome. So can you give me a little bit about your background? Okay, my background is in, uh, started out in labor and delivery on a hospital, uh, actually a couple different hospitals, and then I proceeded to a birth center, and then I did some home births, and I'm still working in birth centers and some home births so as well. So all three different settings. I do teach childbirth education classes uh, currently, and... I'm a home birth assistant. I work at two different birth centers and I also provide doula services for those wanting extra labor support uh, through their labor and birth. And then also I go out to the homes and help with uh, breastfeeding consults. So, Wow. You do a lot. I do. <laughs> How long have you been working through all of that? How long has that been? Uh, over 25 years. Wow. So. Lot, lots of neat experiences, so, and birth never gets boring. <laughs> so I know when James and I were first, um, when we first found out we were pregnant with our first with Charlie, we had just automatically done a hospital birth, but then you reached out to us and it was awesome. You went through and explained the differences between like a hospital birth, a birth center, um, home birth, and that really helped us to know what the differences were. Because first, I had no idea what a freestanding birth center was. I had never even heard of that before. And through talking with you and hearing about the differences and just answering some of our questions, I think that's when we started making more of these natural like decisions for our lives and ended up choosing to do a birth center after talking to you and after touring one. Mm-hmm. But so could you possibly give us a little bit of like a snippet of what each of those locations would be like what a hospital birth might look like for a first-time mom a birth center and a home birth okay so yeah a lot of uh, a lot of people just automatically choose uh, a hospital birth uh, because that's all that they know so it has to deal with knowledge uh, and the other choice would be, you know, that has to deal with their fear level. Uh, so just to go through what a hospital birth would look like, uh, usually you are admitted and it's very regiment as far as their routine. They would admit you and then draw blood and start an IV, go through all the computer work. And the nurse isn't really focused on you usually. It's they're focused on their computer because that's if they do computer charting. Uh, and a lot of times, um, they're not in the room a lot. The nurse, they are out and they can see with the monitors all at the desk and they kind of just have you and your husband in the room and they might pop in and type on the computer every once in a while or adjust monitors and equipment. Uh, but they're not focused on you. Uh, and then toward the end, the doctor comes in right at the end, uh, for the birth of the baby. And you might not get to choose your doctor. It, they usually come in a group and you get whoever's on call. 
uh, and that's a little hard too, especially if you have a favorite doctor in that group and you don't get that favorite doctor, you might get the worst one of the few and you probably rotated through, you know, five or six doctors during your prenatal, uh, exams. Uh, but after that, then you just get whoever's on call and you don't really get to pick your nurse either. So that's another issue too. So, and it is a, it's more of a production. Sometimes the lights come out of the ceiling. They turn the lights on. You're putting stirrups and the lights are centered right down there. <laughs> There's a lot more people that come in toward the end of the birth, uh, just for the baby. And you might not even know these people. Sometimes they don't even introduce themselves. And it's kind of, in, it's not personal, I guess is what the word I want to use. And, um, that's kind of what hospital birthing looks like. Lots of interventions, uh, lots of hospital policies that you're constantly fighting if you know to fight for what you want. Uh, otherwise the doctor might come in and say, uh, I'm just going to break your water and not really ask you, or I'm going to cut an episiotomy and not really ask for your permission to do that. Or, and they do try to push epidurals on pain medicine and you are kind of in the bed a lot because you don't know any, anything different. So that's the snippet of a hospital. Perfect. Uh, could you give us then um, what maybe a freestanding birthing center would look like? Or can you define that too? Because a lot of people, I didn't even know what that was. Okay, so be careful when someone says birth center because a lot of labor and delivery units will call their labor and delivery unit a, a family birthing center. And what I want to tell you is that a freestanding birth center is not usually attached to the hospital. Sometimes they are, but they are a separate entity from labor and delivery floor. Uh, and different things happen. It's more associated with natural birth, people wanting natural birth, uh, and, and they're committed to it because they don't want the epidural. They don't want the pain medicine. They want the natural birth. They want a possibility of a water birth. So a freestanding birth center, there are a couple different types. Uh, so you may want to research the area that you're in. Uh, there are ones that your typical birth center is, is the one that you are discharged about four to 12 hours afterwards, somewhere in that, in that line. And there is usually a group of midwives and they do rotate through, uh, and you would still get the midwife on call. Um, they, but they do work differently. It just depends on the birth center. So there are at least a couple birth centers in Indiana where I work that allow you to stay up to, uh, it's 72 hours from admission. So kind of like the hospital and you get to pick your midwife and they're not in a group and you would have that midwife all the way through your prenatals and definitely for the birth, unless for some reason she's out of town or for some reason she'll have some, uh, a midwife covering her. So you would get that same midwife, which is glorious because that's, that's the person that you've chosen. <laughs> so what does a freestanding birth center look like? Um, that snippet looks like you, when you are admitted, there's not a whole lot of, there's not a lot of paperwork. 
because that's already done. There's not blood work. There is not any IV started uh, unless there's an issue with uh, that you need antibiotics for some reason. Uh, and you can birth in any position you want. Um, and usually it's a nice queen bed uh, if you're in the bed or a lot of birth centers. And I would say, I would almost say possibly all of them would have water birth available. Uh, that your baby could be born underwater. So, and that is always uh, a sell point. <laughs> uh, and sometimes the, the husband is allowed to get into the water with the woman and um, support her from behind uh, or whatever needs to be done. So, uh, but you may birth in any position. It, you could be standing, you could be in the shower, you could be hands and knees, you could choose that that pushing position that you want and birth in that position uh, so on that note that's kind of what that looks like um, more natural certainly pain medicine is it available or not that would depend on the birth center uh, sometimes a pain shot might be available uh, but certainly not an epidural that would indicate a transfer to the hospital uh, and the baby's with you all the time um, a lot of times they'll bring the baby scale in. You, the baby's never, doesn't have to leave the room unless you would want them to watch it, the baby at night. Um, but that would be certainly up to the parents. So that's what that would look like. Uh, and not a lot of extra staff. Uh, typically it's the midwife, the nurse, and maybe an aide, maybe one more person, but maybe not. So more personal. It goes goes another level to personal. Compared to, I guess, so now we've looked at a hospital and a birthing center, how does that compare to a home birth? And what does like a snippet of a home birth kind of look like? So a home birth um, brings it to a more personal level even more uh, because it is your own home. And most people are more comfortable in their own home and their own surroundings, their own pillow, their own bed, uh, their own bathtub. And what that would look like is you would have your midwife that you have chosen, uh, typically not a group setting at this point because that midwife you've chosen is going to come to your house when you feel like you need your midwife there, when, it's, when you're in active labor. And she usually comes with a, an assistant. It could be a nurse, um, but it might just be um, someone trained underneath her to, to help her. Uh, so that's who would come to your house. And she would give you a list of supplies that you would gather. Uh, so it's no big deal. Uh, and she would come with all the equipment, uh, that she would need for the birth, just like all the equipment needed for a birth center and for a hospital. She would have that with her. She would bring in all her bags <laughs> or have your husband bring in the bags <laughs> and, uh, then you would have your baby. Um, so, and you can birth in any position you want and any room that you would want and it's just very personal, so. Awesome. So I was wondering if I could ask you just a couple of questions about each of them and how they compare. Mm -hmm. Starting with like the number one issue, safety. Mm -hmm. So how safe are each of them compared to other ones? Because automatically 
Um, I know a lot of people, especially like when I was saying that we had a home birth, like, oh my goodness, is that even safe? Like, how far away were you from the hospital? Were you like, how close is your home <laughs> to the hospital? So how could, could like you expand on how safe um, each of the different locations would be? So I had... I had explained this to my husband when I wanted a home birth <laughs> way back when, uh, and to convince him, and he was always the type that was nervous, nervous around hospitals, uh, and home birth, that's even better because then he didn't have to be in the hospital or be nervous about all the machines that go beep. Uh, so really only 5% of women need to go to the hospital to birth. And it's kind of the opposite in, in our United States culture to, you know, that probably 95% of women go to the hospital. Uh, and we are glad there are hospitals out there for, you know, for those women that actually need to go. So as far as the safety, um, yes, they do bring equipment. They, we have equipment in both places and qualified attendants, uh, and um, assistance in both in both settings. And let's say the biggest question is, well, what if I would need a stat C-section? That's the hugest question. What if there is a dire emergency? I would say as long as, as long as you are a half hour from a hospital, then it's, it's safe to birth wherever you want. And the reason being, uh, I worked labor and delivery for eight years. And yes, when they say, let's have a stat C-section and that perks everybody's ears up, it doesn't happen as quick as you think a stat C-section happens. And it, what is, what's a stat C-section? Stat C-section means you need, you need surgery now. Okay. <laughs> Let's say the baby's heartbeat is dropping and uh, you need it now. So uh, on that note, it takes a while to get a stat C-section going, but you just can't have it now uh, because everybody needs called. The obstetrician needs called, the surgeon, and anesthesia needs called, the scrub team needs called. Uh, they all need to get up over to the labor and delivery unit and all the scrub packs need to be open. There's just a lot that goes on. I would say the fastest C-section would probably be maybe 15, 20 minutes. Um, and that's if everybody's there and, and going. So meanwhile, if, if you were at a home birth or a birth center birth where they don't do cesarean sections <laughs> that, um, Yes, you can get an ambulance there real quick. And meanwhile, you can, you know, we could start the IV. We could get everything as much as we could do ahead of time. And they could even do it in the back of the ambulance while everybody's waiting for them in the C-section room. So all that transport time, the calls can still be made. And as soon as they get there, then they can have their C-section. So babies do have some reserve, and people don't know this as well, that babies' heartbeats don't just drop and drop and drop, and um, that it's a dire emergency. Usually we have warning signs that we could know ahead of time by listening to the baby um, with the Doppler, and that's what we do for home and, ho home and birth center. We do not put them on the monitor. I didn't mention that. 
Uh, we just use a handheld Doppler like they do during prenatal exams and listen uh, and uh, to make sure the baby's okay. So when babies are under stress, their heart rate can dip, but then it comes back to normal. They do have a reserve and then it might dip again and then it comes back to normal. So we do have warning signs that we can look for. It's not like their heartbeat just goes and drops. So, so we can get them to the hospital in time. Yeah. Um, so that answered actually my second question because I was going to talk about like response time. Um, but what could you go over maybe what the atmosphere would be like in each of these places? Um, like who would be involved in there and, you know, in your space, checking you out, like, and what is the general atmosphere? Okay. So for all three? Yeah. Okay. So, so typically for a hospital birth, yes, the nurse is not in there very often. The doctor is just there at the end. Um, and you're just kind of, kind of left alone. And I would hope that, you know, some of the nurses would give you some support or ideas for positionings, but it probably just depends on the nurse that you get. Um, most of the nurses in the hospital are probably not, um, trained in labor support. Um, so they, yeah, they might not, they do more with epidurals is what I want to say. And, and medicated birth. And that's might be what they might promote in front of you and your husband, uh, the birthing center. Um, and the midwife isn't always in the room. So don't think the midwife's always in the room either or the nurse, but if you need that support, it's there. Uh, some people like to labor alone and we, you know, it's sacred space. Uh, so if you want that, you know, you can put it in your birth plan. Um, and if it changes, then you want someone in there, you just tell them and they're usually right out there and they come right in because birth centers are way less busy than a hospital. Um, and that's how you get that personal care at home. Uh, as far as the atmosphere and who's there, um, yes, the midwife and their assistant is there. And sometimes, you know, we leave leave them to labor alone if they want, if they choose that. And sometimes the midwife and this assistant are maybe doing paperwork at the kitchen table that we have to do for the birth ahead of time. Or sometimes we're just, sometimes if it's the middle of the night, we're on their couch. <laughs> uh -huh. So who's allowed to be with the mom, like who, okay. if she wants someone to be there, who's allowed to be there. Okay. So in a hospital, uh, sometimes they only allow two people. So sometimes that is just, that's just hospital policy because there's not a whole lot of room when, yeah, during the birth and they bring the, yeah, the table in with the instruments and the warmers in there and all the extra staff that comes in. So that would be probably one of the reasons why they don't let too many people. So it could be, yes, your husband and a close family member, uh, maybe a mother or whoever, or it could be a doula um, would be the other person. But typically it's only two. If first, like during an epidural, they only allow one person, they would ask one of the other ones to step out during an epidural is typical. Um 
but they tip, yeah, it's not a whole lot of, not a whole lot of people because they have a whole lot of staff and not so much room, yeah, to do that. So at a birthing center in a home, you may have as many people as you want. Some people choose to have uh, their other children there and a caregiver specifically for that, for their other children. Um, it just kind of depends what whoever you want um, in there. Wow. So how involved can husbands be? Because I know um, my husband was set on he wanted as soon as he found out that he had the ability to catch <laughs> he wanted to catch and when we found out that we might possibly have to have a hospital birth he was I mean he's kind of like oh well, this kind of stinks if I'm not allowed to catch is that how involved can husbands be in the different like between a hospital and maybe a person or a home birth okay so hospital definitely not definitely no husbands are catching <laughs> uh so, yeah, just that would be just out of the question because they do break the bed down because your your legs are on, you know, in stirrups uh, and there's a lot going on. Um, and doctors aren't probably going to give up that control, I don't think, uh, in birth centers or uh, in a home birth setting. Yes, midwives are open to that. If a husband, I would say most midwives and you probably have to talk talk with them to see for sure if they would allow that. Uh, but I would, I would say most are probably okay with that and probably encouraged more involvement. Uh, so yeah, and it is exciting when, when dads do that and they, they usually break a tear or two <laughs> as they're doing it. Uh, and, and they're talked right through it. And a lot of times the midwife's hands are right there too. So there's four hands bringing that baby into the world. So oh, it's so sweet. I don't know. I love that image of, you know, just full family involvement. I mm -hmm. think, I guess one of my, um, fears when I was first thinking about going into doing a birth center or home birth was, oh my goodness, what if I need an epidural? Like what happens then? Like this mindset of like, I can't do this anymore. Giving up what happens at that point? Cause you can't give epidurals at a birth center or home birth. What happens in that situation? <laughs> okay. And, that, and that's a fear probably a lot of people might have if they don't have good childbirth classes uh, that deals with that. Uh, but it is it is a fear level. These choices, the choices we make are, are out of fear. Okay. Or, um, or because there isn't fear, then we do choose the home birth or the, or it's knowledge. And I did mention that at the beginning of this, that if you have the knowledge and you know what your choices are, and then you make that decision, but yeah, why would you choose the hospital birth? So I remember at the beginning, at the beginning, when I was talking with you, uh, when you had just found out you were pregnant, that I, I came from labor and delivery eight years and I said something to you. I said, there's no amount of money that I would, that I would do a hospital, that I would take to do a hospital birth. And so, uh, because I just couldn't do it because that's not the, and, and it was for selfish reasons because I wanted the birth that I wanted. I wanted the natural, beautiful home, home birth setting for both of my children. So, uh, yes, it's selfish reasons <laughs> for sure. 
Uh, then there's a financial reason. Sometimes if you, you know, if you have the whole birth paid for, why wouldn't you go to the hospital? Well, for selfish reasons, because you want the birth that you want. Uh, so on that note, if there's no fear, um, then you wouldn't probably go to the hospital. I would say you would, if you didn't want it at home, then you would choose the birth center as a a good option and it's yeah the medium option where you feel a little more comfortable uh, but the same equipment same emergency equipments there the emergency meds are there and um, so let's say someone does you know is starting to freak out at a birth center or a home and they do want that epidural um, certainly not the first choice uh, you know, as far as I would, I would try to figure out why they want the epidural. <laughs> I guess I would, and to help them to relax. So sometimes I would, if I'm helping them as a doula or a nurse, uh, in that form, uh, to help them relax, you know, figure out what, why they're not relaxing, help them relax with positioning, with their breathing, uh, more natural choices, uh, would be to, yeah, figure out what's going to help them relax, whether it's the shower, whether it's the jacuzzi, uh, and help them relax that way in that. And if in a birth center setting, yes, we can give, um, like a pain shot and see if that is going to do it. But that's certainly not our first choice in a natural birth setting. So for long labors, yes, there is a time and a place for epidurals. Uh, and sometimes it's, it is needed. It is needed to get that person, you know, that woman to relax. And that would indicate a transfer. And it's not an emergency transfer. They would just go in their car. And um, between the couple and the midwife, they would decide what hospital they they would go to. Okay. When we had just found out about the option of a water birth. I had also never heard of that before, but after hearing about it, um, James and I decided that that was something that we wanted to do. Is that possible in all locations or, cause I know um, I've heard of people giving, like having hospital water births occasionally, but I don't, is that common? I, I would say that's accidental in a hospital. <laughs> Uh, that they typically will not let you push in. They'll let you labor in a, in the tub, but not, not to, when you get to pushing, they would ask you out, uh, unless there's no time for you to get out. So I'm sure there has been some accidental water bursts, uh, at hospitals. So, and not planned water bursts. So in birth centers, yes, uh, I would say typically all birth centers probably do water births. Um, and you can plan on that, but then again, sometimes you are asked to get out if you're not pushing effectively or if you've been in too long and you, you, and you just need to do different positions to help that baby come out. Uh, so sometimes women think they want water births and they get in and they realize that they don't want to stay in and that's okay too. So woman's prerogative to always change her mind. And in a home birth setting, uh, yes, they, they can have water birth, uh, probably depends on their tub, but they can also rent 
um, birth pools, um, from different people, uh, and online or whatever. And even for myself, I ended up getting a a $15 blow up Toys R Us pool and put that in my dining room as long as it's deep enough. Um, and I would think a 22 inch depth is, is satisfactory for that. And you could have your, your home water birth. Awesome. So you, since you've been in the field for over 25 years, you've, um, probably seen maybe, um, moms give birth at these different locations. So maybe having a first time hospital birth, but then for their second or third birth, changing locations. When you've talked to the moms, what have they preferred after experiencing different types of births? Okay. So yes, what have they preferred? So I would say if someone's only had a hospital birth and maybe it went well, they're probably, they're probably satisfied with it because they do not know the difference. Uh, but even even a couple days ago, I was at a birth, and this was at the birth center. And her first one, she did have a hospital birth. And right after the baby came out, the baby came right to her chest. And she was right away, she said, wow, is this different than my last birth at the hospital? She was just thrilled with her birth center birth. And she just couldn't get over it to have everything that she wanted uh, and to not have the baby whisked away to the warmer or although hospitals are getting better with that as far as more skin to skin. Uh, I guess it depends on the hospital, uh, but she just couldn't get over it. So she was excited about her birth center birth. And I would say anybody who's ever had a home birth, it's probably hard to go back even to a birth center uh, because the comfort of your own home and not having to, not having to go away for that birth, um, to to drive and labor, yeah, to be in the car and making your way to the birth center and in labor, that's that's a hard thing. So, I know for us, thinking about having to have even a hospital or even going to a birth center now that we've had a home birth. It's just, yeah, I don't know if I could go back, unless we had to, obviously, for medical reasons. If we had to go to a hospital, I would definitely do it. But thinking about that, I don't know. I just, I love my home birth. I, I wouldn't go back. <laughs> I would be in agreement with that. So what advice would you give mothers as they try to decide and navigate this decision? Um you know, now that they have this knowledge of there is different places, it's not always required to have a hospital birth. How do you even start navigating whether that's right for you? So most, most women, as soon as they become pregnant, they probably already know what insurance they have. And then they proceed to, all right, what doctor takes my insurance? And then depending on the doctor, um, they might, they might have privileges in two different hospitals and then they can choose their hospital. Um, but they might only have privileges in one hospital and you're just, that's just what, that's just how you usually proceed through this, uh, because you don't know your choices. So 
certainly, um, even before you are pregnant, <laughs> you could even start start this whole research. Uh, is what's what is available in your area, and some of it's kind of the underground um, because people people don't talk about it um, because people don't know about it to talk about it, but there are there are midwives out there. Uh, so you can research, um, midwives and be careful when you're looking at midwives. There are, there's different kinds of midwives. So there are midwives in hospitals and you think, oh, wow, that would be better. Then I can have a midwife in a hospital. Those midwives are more medically, uh, medically trained or more medically inclined and they do, they are restricted by hospital policy, just like the doctors. So, um, they are not, uh, going to allow you to birth in any position, not necessarily, um, might be better, a little better than doctors in hospitals, but you're still in a hospital setting. You're still fighting hospital policy and, um, they are medically more medically minded is what I'm going to say. So, but certainly research, um, birth centers in your area. And a lot of times I tell people to pick their place of birth, assess your fear level, where that's going to be and pick your place of birth. Where do you, you know, or where, yeah, where do you feel comfortable birthing and, and home birth isn't for everyone. Uh, maybe they, maybe they have a small house. I don't know. Uh, or maybe they would just feel better. Some people are worried about the mess, but I always tell women, I said, it's not going to be you cleaning it up. It's, it's usually the midwife and the, the birth assistant will, uh, kind of put your whole house back together, actually clean your tub, uh, and clean your floor if it need be and change your sheets. And actually we, we start laundry, believe it or not. And, uh, put your house back the way it was, uh, is how that happens for home birth. So it's not necessarily the mess, but yeah, pick your place of birth where you're most comfortable Tour it, make a tour, um, take a tour of it and, and figure out, yeah, what would happen in an emergency in each situation. Talk to midwives, interview midwives. You can, um, search online for midwives, uh, these days, it does make it a whole lot easier to figure that out. Some birth centers would, um, might have midwives that deliver at home as well, uh, as the birth center, uh, some birthing centers, the midwives might practice at the birth center and also have privileges at the hospital. So there are rules, um, as long as you're low risk, it, and you're over 37 weeks, you should be able to birth, you know, in a home setting or a birth center setting. Well, thank you so much for giving us all this information about the different locations and how to navigate making that decision. So, and thank you for listening to this week's Natural Choice episode. Be sure to check out the Natural Choice podcast at wordpress.com and follow me on Facebook and Instagram at the Natural Choice podcast. Have an amazing week, my millennial moms, and be sure to listen next week for more information on how you can make the best decisions for you and your family.